You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Okay, just to let you know, we just bang these out one after another. Sean. Sean Smith's my special guest. I have probably over 100 podcasts through the last couple of years with different guests. And go check those out, by the way. Those and, are good. Yeah, a lot of them are really funny and de- some go deep. They go all over the place just yeah. like life. That's the that's the goal of this podcast. And hopefully through our experiences, you might catch something. It could mm-hmm. be supposedly, allegedly shallow. It could be <laughs> talking about acting, you know, which doesn't look on the surface. It looks like it's a very surface thing, acting. But, you know, I've had episodes about that or even famous actors on or comedians or whatever it is. But there's something that lies beneath the surface that I think that we should all explore. And in my life and in Sean's life, that exploration has led to the gold. You could stay outside and wait for people to mine your gold and then they and then they make it into a ring and then you buy the ring and all that kind of stuff. But you you weren't in there mining this gold that's available to you only if you dig for it only if you suffer for it only if you get scratched and cut and have difficulties that's when you feel the true jubilation at least i do every single time the stakes are higher which obviously right now the stakes are very high in our society the stakes have risen yeah to new heights I've never seen anything like this, you know, combined with the pandemic and the quarantine, along with the racial divide that's going on. It started before that, though. Of course it did. It's well, not just the racial divide, but this year, because the first thing that happened in January was Kobe's death. Which was incredibly disruptive for a lot of people. Yes. I mean, I remember I couldn't I couldn't process it. Right. For a long time. It was a rough one. Yeah. And then after that, the pandemic and now the racial divide and. And you've got, I mean, it's inspiring to me to know how far this is, right? I just read, they've got murals of George Floyd in, I don't know, I might get the countries wrong, but in all these other countries, murals of an American man. And I mean, this, the police brutality is not that there's not police brutality everywhere, but this was catalyzed obviously by this George Floyd incident, Yeah. but the, the way it's spread throughout the globe and it's been still going for a couple weeks, man, this is touching something way deeper than I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a short episode because we wanted to, it's a carryover from the last episode. My son's here. What do you want? Justin? what are you doing? What are you doing? You're going on the boat, going on the boat. We, uh, are they picking you up or you, you're not taking my car? No, it's no. This this one's short because I'm answering a question. You, you, if you'd like to be here for the conversation, you might like the conversation. No, he, look at his eyes. His eyes are going. That was I'm, a, going, I'm going on. That the was boat. a quick no. He's going on the boat with his <laughs> buddies. They're going to have some beers. It's not true. I feel that's very true. You can see it in your eyes. I know there's no girls on the boat. So that's not the there's girls on the boat. You're preventing me, dad. Look, that's the you're preventing me to hang with my friends and having a few beers or something else. But that's what the look is. I you th- I wasn't born yesterday, son. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up quick. Would you what are you what are you going to do? Are you getting picked up or not? This is a real, this is making for a great podcast. This is a good intro. Yeah, this is a great intro. Hi, everybody. 
My son Justin is back from college. My straight A student, Justin Shoemaker. Nice. Who made the dean's list and uh, yeah, no minuses or anything. It's straight really? A. That's amazing. Absolutely. That's awesome. You know, I'd like to think I had something to do with it, yeah, but I didn't. Probably not. No, I probably had nothing to do with it. Mm. You know, I mean, I you wonder what kids do inherit is in the way of brains. Mm. But the one, let me ask Justin. What do you think? You know, is this called "Can I Help You, Justin"? If I were to help you, or if you've seen me help other people, now you've been with me your whole life, obviously, almost twenty-two years old. What do you think one of my core good components is? as far as what I would offer other people? What do you think a big core would be that I can start to focus on because I'm very multi-focused? <laughs> multi-focused, yeah. I am. I've got too much. Uh, That's a good label. It goes, it goes a lot of places. But I think I've got some cores. Like I have an idea of what they would be, like some, some really like strong values that have led to happiness, success, joy, and all of that, and also happiness for other people that I can offer. Mm -hmm. So what would you think, if you were like to narrow it down to one, that you take with you? I was just saying, like, did you take any brains from me? Probably not. But, uh, you know, that you got straight A's. But what do you think, like, some core value or who I am that was passed into you, onto you, what do you think would be one of the keys? What is it? Friendships. And relationships. Oh, you yeah, you got your that's been your friend since first grade, yeah. Oh, you modeled that after me. Okay, so then there you go, Sean. That's cool. Friendships and relationships. Yeah, Sean's. Yeah, that yeah, Cerami. Sean's my new buddy, by the way. We we really have a great bonding, and this is fun. He does a number of the podcasts with me now, but we try to go a little uh, past the surface yeah, into the good go stuff. You know what I mean? It, it's like if we're chunky soup. A lot of people in their brains they skim the top and mm. they don't go down for that really good stuff. You got to get you got to get in there. So I'd like to dig in with you. Just uh, bear with me. But no, I swear to, he has to go. I have to go. This is going to be 15 minutes at the most. Might be shorter. I'll start the time. I'm gonna. I'll go, I just want to dig into one topic. Yeah, one question. And you know what it was. A carryover from the last time. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was I a, a question Sit that down, I Justin listen to this. A question that I saw from a black person in the middle of all this racial tension and conversation, and I think it was a woman, and she just said, "I don't know why you hate us." Yes. What did we do to make you hate us? Okay. And, and it was just coming from such a pure, innocent kind of place of what did we do you know you brought us over here right you tortured and murdered and violated us in every way what did we do right not even to deserve that but what did we do to make you hate us well i've got my answers yeah i'd love to hear it. these are theoretical yeah strictly theoretical you can write me if you'd like in the comments later if you agree or disagree if you disagree i always ask that you give a little fact or you give a little uh, knowledge or wisdom, you share that along with it. Try to not instead label. of just a personal attack. Yeah, instead of <laughs> you're an asshole, you're an idiot. You know, you know what you're talking about. You, 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 so, you're a comedian. What do you know? So uh, I think. By the way, I think comedians know a lot. 
That's my answer to you. You might have been programmed be some awareness, otherwise, right? Yeah, you might have been programmed otherwise. We're idiots who should stay to ourselves, and you know, stuff like that, be censored. No, no, I disagree with you. It's comedians uh, produce, write, choreograph, perform, act, all of it. The only art form you have to do all of those things where everyone else makes a movie, they have a thousand people to thank at the Academy Awards because that's how many people it takes to right. do comedy. It's one person. So you have to have some depth. And that's the depth that we're talking about here is here is the uh, peeling away the layers of what I think it is. There's okay. always root causes of everything. So I absolutely believe the root cause is fear for all. It's almost the answer to everything. Yeah. Here's what's funny is this dominant white society we live in, afraid to use the word fear mm. because it shows cowardice and weakness, right? We're programmed to think that. Mm -hmm. My life is when I admit my fears, when I admit my faults, when, I, when I'm humble, I just had a thing with my, my wife, I was so exploding with happiness that I apologized to her. Mm. Not, not like if you didn't do this, I wouldn't. No, full-on apology. And I felt wonderful. And guess what? It set the ground for a reset on the relationship and, you know, and on to the next. And it mm -hmm. might happen again. And that's the answer every time. It's not that I'm showing weakness. And that's the irony. That's the, the paradox is you're strong if you admit these Inside things. your fear and vulnerability, yeah. And your vulnerability will make you much happier than your alleged strength. Mm -hmm. which is not strong at all. You go buy a weapon, you think it makes you strong? Really? Mm. Because you can pull a trigger and you happen to be able to afford this really good weapon and you can hit a target? Do you really think that that's a sign of your masculinity? I've got these guys that are like texting me their Glocks and all these guns that they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come for me. That's what they're literally saying. They showed nah. this tweet from Antifa. By the way, Antifa, just, oh, my God, I'm so sick of this one, too. That's the new blame, the terrorist. I haven't even met anybody from Antifa. I didn't even know what it meant. Yeah. So, so you know, if I'm Mr. Hollywood, I, I've never once talked to one Antifa member in my life, and I've talked to everybody. I've talked to terrorists, Muslim terrorists, Islamic terrorists before I talked to <laughs> Antifa. I have no idea what it is or who George Soros is. That's the, that's, those are the two go-tos when they get angry with me. George Soros told you to say, I've never met him. I don't know who he is. I don't care. But here's the thing that I think. The fear is at the root of it, and it's fear which turns into envy and jealousy. So there's a few things. One is that white men, this is going to sound terrible, Okay. But here it is. Yeah. What little dicked white men are afraid of big dick black men. <laughs> Sorry. Can I just look, I'm telling the truth. This is what my truth is. I don't have a little dick, so that's probably why it's all relative. I am not right? prejudiced as much as these oh. guys. Because they are low self esteem with these little penises that their wives don't want. And they know Listen, it's obviously you can't so generalize. Then it's all just, you can't generalize. You can't say all just, blacks have big penises or all white guys have small dicks. I can guarantee you, though, all guys with small dicks got a problem with big dicks. <laughs> so that you could pretty much make a big generalization. Now, that one's just my one of my stupid ones, okay. but I think they're true. I still <laughs> I'm think glad you true. led with that one. Let's I, yeah, get that one out of the way. I, I think it's true. I think if I'm talking to a bunch of dudes, I've been a white guy my whole life, right? Most of my life until I just found out. Okay. Uh, so, 
I'm around these guys. I get the inside word. I, I, my whole life. And there's a rumor out there that black guys got big schlongs, right? Yeah. So therefore, they believe, and they also know a lot of these guys are after white women. So what happens now? Anger, rage. I'm going to protect myself, protect my wife from this big dicked guy coming after my woman and giving her what she really wants because I got nothing. Now, that's one of my theories. I don't think I'm wrong. All right? Now, you're not going to hear this on the news. Probably not. No, can you imagine that? (laughs) Sean Hannity, I'll tell you what, I've got a small dick, and that's why I'm pissed. Tucker Carlson, I can't see him talking about this. So there, there is beyond the beyond the humor. There's certainly a connection between what we think about ourselves and our dicks. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And and big, self-esteem big and part of guys. Hey, right. look, why would they have same thing with hair? And why do they? Yeah. Why do they yeah. have penis enlargement? Why do they have hair restoration? Why do they have this? Because you ever heard of anybody that has a had a penis reduction? I actually have a song about it. Really? Did you know that? I'm dead serious. No. You, you can look it up on YouTube. It's okay. called Penis Reduction. Yeah, from I the Love a, Master? I got a penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not COVID, by the way. So anyway. The, now, there, there's, now, I there's did some a song. It was a Snoop Dogg song. And oh, was, okay. But I did the song as Penis Reduction. It's the Love Master, blah, blah, blah. I need, yeah. I need a penis reduction. Anyway. But the that, point is that doesn't happen because. No. We're not going in that direction. No. Right. So penis maybe, enlargement maybe if for it's sure. Like ridiculous. Yeah, if it's like, dragging on the floor or if something. If it's a few yeah. feet. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. I can imagine a few feet. Yeah. If you got a few, you got to tuck it in your sock. No. That. Yeah. You got to yeah. do something about. You got to do that. something. But that's about not it, yeah. the majority. Just but, cut out the middle. And so, so that's one of the things. This is just. I'm sorry if this is offending anyone, but how could it offend you? You know, it it, it it can't offend you. I'm not doing it. First of all, I'm talking directly. I'm only looking at Sean right now. And he doesn't know which side I'm thinking he's on. So um, that's my one theory. Why do you hate us? And here's one that is an odd one, I believe. I do believe that there's a jealousy that takes place. White people are also taught and programmed to be very staid uh, to be very um, keep their emotions like bottled up, stay in line up. and stuff like that. Stay in line, keep yeah. your emotions. Listen to the boss. Listen to the boss. Get rewarded for listening to the boss. You, you do as I say. You, uh, getting commanded, and get rewarded, stuff, yeah, right? for following the rules. So, who would you be jealous of if you were this very conservative person who says you're not supposed to curse? You, usually they, you be jealous of people that have an expression of self that you wish that you had. Now, again, general out generalities. Shut up if we if you're telling me oh, I know plenty of people. I don't care. I'm right. okay. I'm going with the generality. Is a lot of black people celebrate their lives in spite of the oppression. There is gospel singing, which they truly release. A lot release. of culture, a lot of connection, and it's a, dance. It's a dance, expression. 
and all these great jazz musicians. Which the white culture doesn't have, no. to my knowledge. No. We don't have any kind but, of You know where jazz came from? You know where like rock that? and roll came from? It all came from blacks. So there's a certain jealousy that takes place. You know Elvis Presley, yeah, as great as he was, it was all stolen because they thought he was black. Mm. And so there's this, this cultural... You know, it's a dilemma for white people that want to express themselves and they're actually and jealousy is only the fun that you think they're having and you, they prevent themselves from doing it. So therefore, they hate them that they are expressing themselves mm. as they wish they could express themselves. So it's we just all, like a projected jealousy. Exactly. Thing. Projected jealousy. And we all have that capability of being great oh, sure. artists and and also athletes. You know, I have a joke on my act. I said it's so white guys are so desperate for an athlete you know forget basketball they they have at least you have to go to europe you're not going to find anybody here right so it's like search for like and it's got to be a quarterback and you just oh couldn't it be i'm I'm cringing right now could it be where this is going could it be a damn running back could it so this is this is so and now here's how desperate we are bass fishing we watch i watched a super bowl of bass fishing I'm not exaggerating. You can look it up on TV. They entered the stadium, a stadium filled with screaming people being towed in their boats, and they had just returned from the Monongahela River where they were bass fishing. <laughs> people were, I'm not exaggerating. I swear, look it up. Okay. Look it up. If you don't believe it, they're called the Bass Masters. Yeah. And it is a stadium filled with people that are applauding people that put a line into the water and hooked with the right bait a fish that they weigh and because and where they unbelievable and these and they're going damn he's a great athlete look at that seven pounder that's a fish no no minority could have called that caught that fish minority can't catch a fish now see <laughs> is this the trouble you thought i was gonna get in <laughs> but think about it there's a jealousy where we're we're so looking for sports now where we can be dominant and it's driving white men crazy they'll never dominate in certain sports look at basketball look so if at we football go, if we go look, all the way back to slavery yeah i think there's certainly a lot of truth here that a lot of the black men were much more physically dominant stronger Right. More capable in a in a lot of ways. And which which the irony of that is white men, slave owners, did a breeding process like Mengele in Germany. Mm-hmm. It was like did a breeding process to get the biggest men mm-hmm. who would work on their farm. That's what they wanted to develop. It's sick it's sick. It's sick, but this is what happened. These these yeah. are the results. So now there's a jealousy and an envy for for those things that I just named. And therefore, there's a fear. They have yeah. a fear that's at the base of it. And you say, why do they hate? I will guarantee you this. It was a woman that said that quote. I guarantee you this. The hatred for black women is nowhere near for men because it's a projection of men to men. The black domination. women is not as much of a threat. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just because, because you know, they're not going to dominate a man. So mm-hmm. it's it's more or less it's just you know prejudice and have you know ill feelings and stuff like that. Not women were not lynched not as the, nearly as much as men. Not the threat. Men were the threat 
to there was always the act they were always accused what would happen accused of raping their woman yeah and how many false allegations happened from that and these little dick <laughs> and how often i was thinking about this the other day how often would a, a a man a male slave even have the opportunity to rape a white woman opportunity the the opportunity because they're they're enslaved compared to how many times the white man raped the black well, woman i mean that's it right that's something i don't know that we can necessarily explore because we really don't know much about it except for what we've seen in films i mean that's the problem is that it's coop or exactly whatever, it's, they were put in somewhere but you know, it was, you know how much, how much they were allowed to go different places. Obviously, by the way, speaking of black women, a lot of black women raised white kids because they were the help. There's a movie called The Help. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the big, the one I loved the most, mother, most motherly woman in my life, was a black woman that helped out because my mom was working a single mom. And Myrtle would come over. And to this day, I will tell you, that is one of my number one loves of life. I actually saw love with her. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I'm getting, that's my third thing. There is a love. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There is a deep love. There's more connection. That many white men cannot even access because mm-hmm. they're so afraid to access it. Because right. they'll be punished for it. And they see it and they're jealous of it. And here's the other thing. Add to that that black people can still be these things in the face of grave danger for their lives and still celebrate and dance and sing and and love life and hallelujah, the gospel, all of that, and still be into the Bible written by white people, right? Still mm-hmm. be into that as well. And that's the thing. It's so still it, like retain a, their culture. There's a jealousy and... of the bravery and the courage that it takes to go through something like this. And that's my theory. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that. And obviously, these are real tender conversations. And, Why are they tender? Uh, just because we're touching on traumas and we're touching on well, that's slavery. True. We're touching on you know a lot of stuff that people are either trying to protect from one side or they were traumatized by. Uh, by the other side and that's why we have the conversation though. and i think it's important for us to have the blunt conversations yeah, as well absolutely so i i honor that and you know if anybody's triggered um reach out to us you know you say that almost all the time yeah. and in these kinds of conversations i think it's even more critical and educate us as well you know i know i'm certainly nowhere near as educated in slavery and what actually happened and so much of the of the black history. By the way, Sean brought it to slavery. I didn't. I wasn't going. That was Sean Smith. So contact him <laughs> contact with your me. questions and complaints about slavery. But these are the open <laughs> conversations that we need to have because it's part of, of our course. history. And if and if we, to deny, if we it deny it is the devil. Where are we going? Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Now, I wonder if the word denial comes from the devil. It's got a D-E. Hmm. We'll have to look at the derivation of that. Denial yeah. is an absolute evil because it, it absolutely festers into the worst of circumstances. If you will, if you continue in denial, that's exactly... Let's say there's... It's, a, it's an invalidation. There's a bunch of old school guys that go, I'm not seeing a doctor. How mm-hmm. many times have we heard about those guys developing something and they were out like that? Their mm-hmm. heart attacks, cancer, whatever it was, wouldn't take care of themselves because they were so tough. You know what they are? They're... They're worm food right now. <laughs> so yeah. They're not tough anymore at all. Well, and a lot of men, you know, we deny our feelings and we deny exactly. our weakness and we deny, 
Yeah, that that's it, it's cancerous. You know, it's a, a little sad story. We got to cap this one off, but um, a little sad story about that. Where my whole uh, outlook on tough men uh, shifted recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it has through the years, but it was a, it was a big one for me because one of those power people in my life has now become old. And I hadn't talked to him in years. My father. Yeah. And did I tell you this? Did we talk about this on a podcast? A little bit. I don't know the story you're going to tell. To hear this voice that was so intimidating to me. Old gravelly and all that. Yeah. It was weak. Yeah. And it was frail. It was desperate. It was done. Mm. It was surrendered of life. Yeah. And everything that made him happy, a harem of women he had is down to nothing Mm. everything's down to nothing including his family no family so what what i told you before is you know i don't want what he has oh my god when i was a kid i wanted what he had even if i was in denial that he never had it i would never want this life and to go out of this earth and this body like this with this being the legacy and, you know, we gave him love. We're very loving to him, you know, so when he does go, you know, but what it told me was these people that we empower don't have power. Mm. They, they, It's just, it's their ego, it's their insecurity that becomes bluff, force. blustery and forceful. They rule by force. And that is so the opposite of the way we should go and especially embrace humanity, yeah. embrace your fellow human beings. And then watch what happens. They, you want a solution. People go, oh, the solution, this, oh, this didn't work, that doesn't work. Oh, you do, do, do. No, try that one. Yeah. It's never been tried. Is I mean, to a monumental, sure. in, a monument, in a monumental way, it's never been tried. Is let's, and, and don't, dep- don't rely on the black person's response. They could be pissed at you 10 different times you tried. Because of, of, of the tyranny that's taken place and, and their fears of you're going to turn on them and, and whatever it is. It's massively egotistical. And that's not even a big enough word for the white person, the white culture to expect the black culture to get in line. Right. To protest the right way. To exactly. control their anger and or right, stop whatever it right. is. Massively And of course it doesn't make sense to you because you've never been them. I remember right. the... Uh, I remember OJ, the black people, a lot of black people celebrated. Now, at first I went, what the hell are you doing? And then I got it. You know, I got it. I went, hey, this is the first time they they got a little victory lap here where a black man got off and got over the system. And it took him white men with money and power to have that manifest. Yeah, there was a lot of money. The one little celebration. And then they went one after another after that. From Rodney King to Trayvon Martin, where that jackass is free because he, you know, has, there's some stand your ground rule, and it's absolutely horrible. It's and this, we hope, is it's not going to be the bottom, but yeah. a bottom, and something it's the start like that. of something new. Start of something new. Anyway, yeah. hope you enjoyed this podcast. Look at that, Ooh, one of our briefest. Oh, this is ever nice. That's because I have my son's uh, pacing the room now. We we promised just we're done. Look at that. We have small podcast. I li- lived up to my promise. All right, listen, rate us and 
Uh, give us a shock. You're shocked. So that's not one. Of, that's not one of the things on the list. By you saying shocked, I'm going to go longer. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, rate us. Um, spread the word. Talk to me. Sign up on Facebook. That's where I do most of my discussions. Sean's the same way. Sean Smith. Look him up. And, uh, you know, go to my Instagram. It's official Craig Shoemaker. Got verified. Oh, nice. Did you know that? Yeah. Got my blue check. Oh, wow. I don't know how in the hell that happened. I haven't had one new follower since, but I thought oh. it was going to open up the floodgates. Maybe that's why that lady thought you were hot. You were verified. <laughs> the blue check. That's why she wrote me. <laughs> All right. We'll see you the next time. Take care of yourself and really... Open up yeah, to the world. Be good to each other. Open up to the yeah. world and look at people for who they truly are, not what you've been told they are. All right? Try that. Just try it and get back to me and see how it goes. Yeah. See you next time.